So glad you are with us this morning and uh, worshiping with us here at Journey. If it's your first time or second time, especially glad that you are worshiping with us today. We're ready for the big game today. Okay, that was exciting. Big game. Got your chicken wings, got your pizza, got your hamburgers. Got to be ready at 2 o'clock, right? That's when uh, South Carolina Lady Gamecocks tip off with <laughs> the undefeated LSU Lady Tigers. So you got to be prepped and ready for that. SEC championship implications, national championship implication. Big game, big game. I know you've been waiting on... on the, that's right, your team isn't any good. So we uh, see how it feels. No, we're looking forward to the football game. I'm looking forward to the basketball game. Audra's looking forward to the basketball game this afternoon. She's an LSU fan. I'm a South Carolina fan. Uh, But we're looking forward to the football uh, game tonight as well, and I hope you have a a fun time watching that. We're we're wrapping up this series called Refresh. We've been reminding ourselves that uh, we all go through seasons in life. Uh, probably beginning of the year. It's a, a fresh season. It's a, it's a new season. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 3, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. The, the, uh, the literal seasons remind us of how this change just continues, whether we want it to or not, whether we're ready for it or not. Pretty soon, what we're experiencing now is going to segue into spring. And what is dead and dormant right now is going to start to green and flowers are going to start to bloom and and the world is going to change again. Life is going to come back. Uh, And and, and then, of course, that season is going to give way to to summer and it's going to get really hot and we're going to go to the beach and there'll be lake days and graduations and school vacations and that's going to segue to the fall and football season is going to kick off and pretty soon it'll be Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and it just keeps going. These, These seasons just keep changing now everyone is allowed to have their uh their their favorite season i'll allow that you're welcome to have your favorite season everybody is allowed to have their least favorite season nobody's allowed to pause the seasons right some of us would like that some of us who have most favorites and least favorites when it comes to the seasons we would like to stretch out our favorite season hit pause make it last a little bit longer we'd like to fast forward through the season that we we don't like none of us get that option we got to walk through every season as it comes knowing that another season is going to come right behind that one another one's going to come right behind that remember back uh, christmas eve christmas day how cold it was was freezing cold uh, over Christmas in a way Georgia doesn't normally see and then you know it was 70s this week and then it was back to 30s and then we'll go 70 30 70 30 for a few more weeks and then spring will get here and it will stay and we won't do the back and forth as much we won't swing wildly on the spectrum as much but they just keep coming they just they just keep changing life life is like the seasons as much as we may like or not like our current season, it's going to pass and another one's going to come. And another one's going to come after that. Another one's going to come <clears throat> after that. And the seasons, unlike the natural seasons, they won't always look familiar. That's part of the challenges with the seasons of life. Is It's not like... Uh, winter, spring, summer, fall, winter, spring, summer, fall. We know what to expect, 
right? We, we know what spring's going to do and summer's going to do and fall's going to do and winter's going to do. We've been through this cycle enough that we kind of have an expectation. When it comes to the seasons of life, they're new every time, aren't they? It's a, it's a new experience. And, and the one that's coming's not going to probably look exactly like the ones that have already passed. And the familiarity won't always be there. None of us woke up one day with a teenager in our house and said, oh, you know, this looks familiar. I know exactly what this is. No, those, those stages are completely different. The feeling even is different. Seasons of the year, they have a certain feeling, don't they? Don't most, wouldn't you, most of you agree? They have a, spring has a feeling. Summer has a feeling. Fall, winter, they have the, its own feeling, and so you anticipate that. When it comes to the seasons of our life, it has a feeling, but... It's not exactly like the last feeling. It's not exactly like the one that is to come. We're, we're always adjusting. We're, we're always having to sort of plan and prepare and react to the new season that we're in. When it comes to the seasons of the year, I, I have a little season hack. You're welcome to borrow it if you would like. Um, I, most of us probably, we have to change out our closet a little bit when the seasons change like winter clothes got to go down to the basement got to bring the summer clothes up and then we got to switch that around uh, again uh, maybe you've got a closet big enough for all your clothes good for you um, I got a nice size closet still got to do the switching out sort of thing down to the basement up to the uh, up to the closet what I do is when I'm switching to winter I always leave just a few summer clothes in the closet and when, and when I'm switching to summer, I always leave just a few winter clothes in the closet. And you might think that's because Georgia weather has a tendency to swing from 80s to 40s with no warning, right? And that would be a good reason. That's not the reason. The reason is because I always procrastinate doing this. I always put it off. I mean, I get summer really in the closet about mid-June, maybe, and I get winter fully in the closet about January 1. I'm, I'm, I'm always behind. My preparation's not always keeping up. So I know I got to have a couple of outlets to, uh, outfits to get me through my procrastination uh, next season. So I'm going to hang on to just a couple because I know I'm going to put this off. When it comes to life changes, when it comes to life seasons, some of us respond that way. We're just, we're just slow to move into that next season. It's here. Like winter's on us. I still got t-shirts in the closet. Summer's here. Still got all the sweaters in the closet. Some of us, when, when life changes, I, I think sometimes it's because we don't want it to change or we're not sure what to do with the change or we're trying to figure out the change, but we're just a little slow in getting prepared. And what we've been, what we've been saying in this series is, hey, let's, let's at the beginning of this year, let's recognize Whatever season we're in, we're all in different seasons, and, and your new season's different from my new season, and maybe it's, maybe it's family-related or relationship or career-related, and maybe it's marriage-related, maybe it's parenting-related, whatever it is, we're just trying to be real honest that, hey, some, the closet needs to get changed. We've, we've been using this idea of refresh in the sense of a website or a shared document where you have to refresh the page to 
to take out the old information that we've been basing everything on and account for the new information. I'm in a new season. I'm at a new place. What is that going to look like? How does God want to use that in my life? Seasons not only happen for individuals. Seasons happen for organizations. They happen for churches. Churches go through seasons. They go through transitions. They, they go through uh, new periods that, that look similar but not exactly the same as before. We, we had a startup season. We had a, start, we had a brand new, just burst on the scene, March of 2015. We, it, it was our brand new season. Now, I'm, warning. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand for the next little bit, okay? By the time we get done... Everybody will have raised their hands. So just get comfortable with it. If you're new, if it's your first time, everybody's going to do this. Or I'm going to come down there, all right? <laughs> everybody's going to do this. So take a deep breath. And I don't want one of these. Like, I want you loud and proud. I want it all the way up. So since I prefaced with that, how many of you were a part of the startup season? And I'm counting that as... Either that March when we started having Sunday night services, we weren't calling ourselves a church yet. We weren't sure whether that was going to happen or, or what to do with it all. But we were having some worship times in March. And then in August, we did what we called a public launch. How many of you from March to August, you'd say that was when I came to Journey? That was the season I could live. Loud and proud. I like, those, I like those hands. Good. You can put your hands down. How many of you, that, that season led to just this wonderful season of just trying to figure things out. Right, we were running fast and crazy, and we weren't sure what we were doing. And, and those of you who don't know, we were meeting in a building that was supposed to be a funeral home. So we were basically meeting in a fu funeral home. I preached under casket lights every Sunday. Kids' ministry was viewing rooms. So <laughs> if you weren't a part of that, you're probably glad. Um, so, so we had this period of we launched, and then we, we kind of grew and, and it got fast and furious before we moved over here. How many of you, by show of hands, be proud, you would say, that's the season I came in. So you had already launched, but we hadn't moved over to this building. How many of you say, that's me? That's a lot. Oh, wow, okay. All right. Fantastic. We were growing, and uh, the other organizations were growing, and we needed to find a place to move, and that was its own season and its own chaos, and and trying to figure out what where we could move and what we could afford, and and what it would cost to renovate, and where we were going to get the money to do all of that. That was kind of its own season, but we're not going to get bogged down there. How many of you would say you came to journey between us moving into this building and the end of 2019? So not up to 2020, but moving in this building to 2019. Hey, that's me. That's when I came. Yeah, a lot of people in that season as well. That was, that was a different season for us. Now, for the rest of you, even if it is your very first time, this, this next one includes you. If this is your first day here, this includes you. How many of you would say, we came somewhere between January 2020 and today, sort of the COVID years, January 2020, up till today is when you found your way into journey. How many of you say, yeah, that's me? Look at, look, everybody look around and look at that. Since, since COVID, essentially, 
these these folks have stepped in and and those are all very different seasons this season is not like the funeral home season it's just not the people laughing are the people who were there right? it's just not it wasn't it's not bad good it's not that was awful or or that was great and this is awful no it's not bad good it's it was just different we were figuring different things out we were we were trying to accomplish different things. We, we had like a few small groups, and now we, now we got more small groups. And we were trying to piece staffing together and, and who's going to lead worship and who's going to do this and we, who's going to do all of those things. And, and over time, we've been able to piece some of that together. You, you came at different stages. And, and in a sense, maybe don't think about this too long, but if you joined in a different season, in a sense, you joined the same church, but you joined a different church. We're not the same church that we were in August of 2015. We're not. I mean, core beliefs, values, all of that's the same. But new people have come. Some people have left. Some people decided this is the right place for me. Some people decided this is not the right place for me covid comes along we've talked about this before like some people never came back after covid just like at all churches some people never went back to church period not just our church any church anywhere some people just didn't come back what we've experienced over the last few years has caused us to be a different church in some ways than who we were in 2016 you know just like everything's pre and post covid now and that I hate to keep bringing that up, but it, it's a reality that has just shaped everything. It shaped everything about all of us, and, and, and that's put us in a new season, a new, a new way of doing things. People have come. People, people have left. I'm different. I'm a different person than I was eight years ago. In a lot of ways, same beliefs, same convictions, right? same core values, I believe about the Bible. All of that's the same, but but I'm more figuring out what it means to live out those truths. I think what what it means to 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 look at the world through the lens of what I really believe. Not just believe. Not just have kind of a stated list of things I believe, but but all of those things I've had to examine as we've walked through the last four, five, six years together and, and in the world that we're in. I've had to ask hard questions about, okay, what does it mean that I believe this in light of what's happening over here? I, I'm, a, I'm a different person um, just because of circumstances where I was emotionally in 2015. I'm at a different place emotionally now. The, the last three to five years, they're I skated really close to exhaustion. I don't know if it was burnout or not. I don't know how you know if you're close to burnout. I think I know how you know if you like blew past it and you're way on the other side. I don't know, like am I 10 feet from it? Or, But a lot of fatigue, a lot of emotional stuff, a lot of insecurities, things that I, I, I wasn't the best me sometimes over the last few years. Went to counseling uh, over the last couple of years, and, and I feel like I'm becoming a truer version of me, hopefully. Hopefully, you're experiencing the same thing. Hopefully, you're not the same person you were eight years ago. With the help of the Holy Spirit, hopefully, we as individuals are becoming more and more 
who he created us to be. So our church has gone through different seasons. We've gone through different seasons. And now what do we do with that? Now that we landed here at the beginning of 2023, all of us together, what, how do we start to move forward? When I was uh, the pastor of another church many years ago, <clears throat> I read a book called To Dream Again, and all the details aren't important, but uh, it, it was essentially one person trying to describe what he called the life cycle of churches, like what tends to happen in the life cycle of churches. Again, I don't want to get bogged down in the details. His, his core thesis was for churches to remain healthy, to, 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 to keep accomplishing kingdom work, they have to dream again. That was his words. They can't become complacent that, you know, this is, this is just who we are, this is what we do. They, they have to pray. They, 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 have to, they have to look at themselves. In the language of this series, it, it's very similar to this refresh idea. That as a church, we, we frequently have to ask, okay, who are we going to be going forward? Who, who, what has God called us to be? How, how do we step into this new season, especially coming out of a, a difficult season, a trying season? How do we stop looking back, start looking ahead more than we've done already, and decide the past is the past, this is where we are, and this is where God is calling us. Acts chapter 2, it's the, it's the birth of the church. And the church is, is birthed in this powerful moment of a movement of God. The Holy Spirit comes fully, completely, forever to be with God's people on earth. Jesus promised this before he left. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send a comforter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send somebody to walk through life with you. It's not me. I'm going back to heaven. And, and Jesus was speaking of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes fully into the world to stay. The Holy Spirit had been, that's another discussion, but he comes fully to stay with his people. And here's what happens in Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven, multi-ethnic, every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound... A crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. In other words, those different tongues. It was God was translating this moment into the language of everybody that was there. It didn't matter where you were from or what language you spoke or what your ethnic background was. Everybody's getting the same message of the gospel. Utterly amazed, they ask, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, 
visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues, amazed and perplexed. They ask one another, what does this mean? How can this be? What's happening? What's happening? It started with the, the wind of God, the Spirit of God, the refreshing wind of God's Spirit. And, and God's Spirit is here. He doesn't come and leave and, and go. But, but we know there, there are times that we sense His presence in our lives. We, we sense His work in our church. There are times uh, we know that we are keeping in step with the Spirit, as Paul writes. And we're, we're walking in the Spirit. We're in agreement with the Spirit. The Spirit is at work doing things that we couldn't accomplish apart from the power of God. We, we just know that feeling. We know when we're in a season where that's happening. And, and I want us to be in that season. Like I want us to be in a season where we just know God is up to something. God is doing something. God is moving among us. And, and I think there are some some areas that we can refresh in, in order to get there. Some areas that we can reevaluate. We, we can ask maybe hard questions or, or just wake ourselves up just a little bit. And, you know, in every church, and, and some of us have been here from the beginning, and other people's, people have come all along. Any, any, if you go to a business every day or every week, if, you, if you, you're in your home every day, some things just aren't as noticeable after a little while, right? You, you, you know when you scratch the floor, right? You know at that moment, <gasps> six months later, you don't notice it so much, right? Same thing with the walls or you just, you don't notice those things anymore. What church isn't walls, it's not, it's not the floor. Church is us and as we're wrapping up this year's and we're stepping into this new year, I'd love for us to ask as a church, as individuals, have we, am I comfortable? Am I, am I coasting? Am I, am I overlooking things where God wants to move and God wants to, to use me? How can I refresh as a part of journey? As, as being in this season of journey, unlike the previous seasons, as I'm part of this season in journey, what does that look like? And I have a couple of suggestions, as you knew that I would. Um, one of the things that we can refresh, I think, is just our energy. Just our, just our energy. Just the, the last few years have been survival mode. Right? Let's just find a way to get here. Let's find a way to have a service. Let's hope we have enough people. Let's, you know, if, if those of you who came in the front end of us returning... To in-person worship service, you know that was hard. I, that was, I think we had 12 people in one service. Um, that, that's kind of our go-to. Um, th this was kind of the bottom of the barrel moment. There was like 12 of you, and the three of them were in the band, but they were sitting out there for that particular service. I, that, was, that was hard. It's, it's hard to have energy when there's not a kind of a critical mass, I understand that. And, and we're still not really at the critical mass we were pre-COVID, but we're here. We're, we're here. And, and, and we sang, he's worthy. He's worthy. 
His name is worthy. His, his glory is worthy. When we come to worship, that, that we would refresh this, not just I'm just going to come and kind of see. I'm going to come and I'm going to jump in. I'm going to be ready. God's going to have my whole heart. And I'm not going to be worried about who's in front of me or behind me or beside me. I'm going to be in. I, I kind of kind of chastened 11 o'clock just a couple of uh, weeks ago. We'll, we'll talk about them because they're not here. Um, I, I came out to do the welcome, and it was after just this great song the band had led. Zach and, and the worship team, they just led this incredible song. And as I'm walking out, there was that... I'm not sure we're supposed to clap here, but I'm not sure we're not supposed to clap here. And I said, look, if you're going to clap, clap like you mean it. If you're going to clap, clap like you mean it. So let me say that to 930. If you're going to clap, clap like you mean it. We're not going to make you clap. If you're going to sing, sing like you mean it. Sing like that's true. Like the stuff that's coming out of your mouth is really true. And you're talking to a God who reigns and rules and loves you. Sing like you mean it. Clap like you mean it. Be with God like you mean it. And I don't mean to blame everything on where we've been, but yeah, that's been kind of tough figuring out. Okay, how many are here, and what's it going to be like? This is a new season. This is a season to be filled with the Spirit of God in you, and not just in worship. Can I just be honest with you? I love seeing you on Sunday morning. I mean, talk about energy. I love being in that hallway and hearing about how your week went and what's happening in your life. And seeing your kids, and seeing new little babies, and seeing teenagers who are always excited, (laughs) seeing kids, I just love you. And I look forward to seeing, you're my friends, you're the people I care, not just people I pastor, you're the people I care about. And that sense of, hey, we get to be together every week. We get to be together every week. We get to catch up on the last seven days. We get to shake hands and, and hug next. We get to sing together, and we get to worship, and we get to honor God. And look, I, I don't mean fake enthusiasm, right? You know that's not what I, I don't mean fake enthusiasm. We come, we smile, we pretend like we don't have any problems. No, we're going to come in here some days, and our, our hearts, some of our hearts are going to be broken, and some of us are going to have a hard week. I'm not talking about faking it. I'm talking about when you know God's moving, when you've had a good week, when, when you need to cry out to Him because your heart's broken, you do that. And you know you can do it here. We need to refresh our, our passion for the things of God when we come together on Sunday mornings. I think we need to refresh our involvement. We, we need to fresh, refresh where we're serving and, and how we're serving and how we're allowing God to use us church isn't a place we attend it's a family we belong to it's not a place we attend it's a family that that we belong to we contribute to we're a part of we always tried to teach our kids as they were coming along that look you're a part of the family you're not the center of the family 
You're part of the family. You're not the center of the family. Like, our lives don't revolve around you. You're not the sun, and we're orbiting around you. We're a family, and we all contribute. Like, you got a part to play. You got a role to play. There's things you need to do to help the family. There are things we're going to ask you not to do because you're part of the family. We're going to make some decisions that are good for the family. You may not like all of those decisions, but you're not the center of the family. You're, the, you're a part of the family, and we're all in this together. And it's, it, Like every church, as people have returned after COVID, fewer people have connected to a serving place. Fewer people have connected to a volunteer spot. People are starting to come back, but they're not necessarily coming back to volunteer. Every church is facing this. We're not alone. We're, we're one of many churches, but I, I, this, this isn't everybody, but I think a, a lot of times in the American church, we do view ourselves as the center of our church experience. Right? That, that I come and somebody's supposed to speak to me. I come and somebody's supposed to smile at me. I come and somebody's supposed to have coffee ready for me. I come and they're going to sing songs for me that I like. Sometimes we, we picture our church experience as very me-centric. When no, we're part of a family where we all have gifts to give. We all have a role to play. And, and as we move into the next season, if we're, if we're going to keep moving forward, we're going to see God continue to move and, and build His kingdom here, we've got to refresh that peace. We need to refresh our inviting. We need to refresh our inviting. Which again, we're coming out of a period where it was tough to invite people. Um, we're still sort of in that, you're never real, real sure about the handshake thing. I thought we'd be out of that by now, but I get caught in it a lot. Like you go in for the handshake and you get the fist bump or you get the elbow or you get this, right? Like, I, I don't know what to do. Right, we're still, we're still kind of dancing around people just a little bit, especially people we don't know, especially a neighbor that we don't know very well. Some of you were, were coming back when right after we returned to in-person services, and you remember we had the seats spread out in like little groups, twos and threes and fours and fives, and they were way far apart, and we're just, we're just trying to do the right thing. We're trying to be careful. We're trying to be cautious. And I get, it was hard to invite somebody new to that. I totally get it. Like, what if you invited them and there wasn't enough seats in one of those little pods for them? What, what do I do? How am I going to explain that? But I think churches in general, not just church, I think churches, church people in general, I, I, I think we've moved away from that invitation to a friend because we experience this I don't even know what it's going to be there may be 12 people there I don't even know what it's going to be and, and through that process we just kind of got out of the habit of saying to people hey you know what? I love my church we go to a great church if you are ever interested in going to a church you can sit with us hey Easter's coming up you don't have somewhere to worship you can sit with us we're going to go to the, this service and I would love for you to come so, hey, your students would love our student ministry on Wednesday night. You should get your middle or high schooler plugged into our student. My, my student goes to Wednesday night. They would love for your child to come. Our, your, your kids would love Journey Kids Ministry. 
They just show up. They have their own worship service. They have their own teachers. They would love it. I, I, I think we sort of got away from that. And maybe with good reason, just because it was awkward and, and we didn't know. And we were trying to kind of build back and, and not have chairs spread out all over the place. I totally get that. But, but this new season, this 2023 season for Journey, man, let's refresh that. God, who do you want me to invite to our church? may not be the right church for them. I don't know, but I'm going to invite them. I'm going to ask them to sit with me. I'm going to find out if they have a relationship with Jesus because I want people to know Jesus. As a matter of fact, do you know when you start really caring about all of the things going well on a Sunday morning? When you invite somebody that doesn't go to church and they decide to come for the first time. That's when in the back of your mind, as you're driving to church, and they've already texted you to say that they're almost there, and they're going to get there before you get there. And in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh, please let there be a greeter at the door, preferably one who smiles. Please, has a nice, welcoming face. God, please let somebody speak to them other than just me. God, I, I hope the coffee's good today. Hope the, I hope the... I hope the kids' ministry is going smoothly. There's no problems because they're going to put their kid in kids' ministry. They told me they were going to drop them off. I hope the teachers are ready. I hope the leaders are ready. That happens when you've invited somebody that you care about and you want to see them meet Jesus, and they say, yes, I'll come. I mean, you're praying, God, let Zach and the band just be on it today. Let them kill it. Don't let Ken say anything stupid today. Please just let it go well. Let the message be really short. You can't mess that up. Like Suddenly, what the production team's doing, you're thinking about all of that because you cared enough to invite somebody. And then you realize, boy, we're a family. There's a lot of people it's going to take to hopefully keep this person, to make them feel welcome. I hope somebody speaks. You think of all of that stuff when you have a friend that you care about that you've invited to our church for the first time, we got to refresh our inviting. And then, lastly, we can, I, I want us to think about refreshing our identity, how we see ourselves, how we see ourselves as journey. I'm going to try to make this short. I'll, I'm going to come back and talk more about this later. Um, this whole refresh conversation that led to this series, it actually started about four or five months ago. As I began to sit down with our staff and with leaders and with uh, spouses of leaders and with friends that I'm close to, and I began to just ask them, I, I, I explained the website analogy, and I, I said, how do we need to refresh journey for, for the future? What do we need to keep? What do we need to let go of? What is, what is not working anymore? What do, what do we need to leave behind? What do we need to start fresh? What do we need to hold on to? What is that thing? And in those conversations, the word that kept coming up about why those people are in this church, that was part of my question. Why do you come here? And what do we need to hang on to? The word that kept coming up was the word real. Real. I, I feel like I feel like people are real here. I feel like it's a real place. They would sometimes use the word authentic, but mostly it was just this word real. We talked about the Be Real app, right? That sort of thing. It, it, it's, it just feels real. And I think that's right. 
I think that's not only who we've been, but it's who we want to be. We're not perfect at it. But that's who we want to be. Three reals I want us to be in this new season. We're real people. Real people. If this is your first time, second time, third time, still trying to figure out who we are. We are not perfect people. Uh, we are not like super spiritual and got it all figured out people. We're not flawless people. We're just real people. Real people live life the way where you live life, struggle with the things you struggle with. We have really great days. We have really hard days. We have great joys that we tell everybody about, and we have great sadness that we tell hardly anybody about. We're just, we're just really, we're just real people. And I can't, because it's confidential, but if you knew the conversations I've had just in the past eight days with people in our church, some of it, some of it surfaced by this series, but other pieces of it surfaced just by life. And if I could show you the text messages I've received from people in our ch church just over the last eight days with things they're struggling with, they're wrestling with, things that they're calling out to God for, hurts and brokenness in their lives seated all around you this morning. It's just real people. It's just real people. And sometimes we mask it because that's, you know, that's what humans do in our insecurity. But seated next to you is a real person, whether you know their name or not. Seated around you this morning, there are people who had really hard weeks this week and shed some tears, and they aren't sure what's going to happen next. We're just real people. We don't agree on everything. That's how real we are. We don't agree on everything. We don't see every issue the same way. We don't see every decision the same way. We don't see politics the same way. We don't vote the same way. I mean, we are a collection of just real people, real bodies, real humans. And we want to continue to be that in this next season. Not, not putting on something, not, not faking something, not trying to convince everybody of something. I know, you, I'm not saying you share your business with everybody. Right? I'm not saying that. I'm saying inside of the people that are sitting close to you there are real hurts and real struggles because they're real people secondly we're real people who follow a real god listen we believe this stuff is true we're not faking it god god's not just some distant idea to us there really is one god who reigns in heaven, who created everything that is from nothing that was. We sinned and he sent his son to live and die and rise again for us. We believe that is true. That's why when we sing about it, we ought to sing about it with passion. We believe it's true. We believe he's given us instruction in his word. We believe his, his spirit is at work within us and at work within the world. We don't downplay that. We're not trying to sidestep that. We believe God is real and we, are, we have committed our lives to him. We're real people. We follow a real God that we believe in and we count on. And we do it in a real world. We do it in the real world. 
This is not like our pretend world here and we ignore what's happening outside of here. I, I know this is a place we come and we get hope and, and hopefully inspiration and we kind of get refueled and refreshed for the week. That part is true. But we don't come here and pretend that stuff's not happening out there. We talk about hard issues sometimes. We wrestle with the reality of a broken world. We wrestle with the reality of injustice in the world, sin in the world. We, we wrestle with the fallout of broken systems in the world and the debris that it leaves behind. We move towards the broken places in our world. You see, if our faith is real, if it's true, it has to be integrated into the world that we live in. It has to count on Monday and Tuesday. It has to count in the hard places. It has to count in the tension of the world that we live in. The answers aren't always clear. It's not, not always this side or that side. There is tension. There is wrestling that goes on. And if you stay here long enough, you will figure out we wrestle with things. We wrestle with things. If you need everybody just to have a clear idea all the time of what's right and wrong, you may struggle here because sometimes we say, this is really complex. And there are some truths we know. And there are some truths we cling to. But we're going to wrestle with the tension of how we're supposed to respond to those things. We're real people. We follow a real God in the real world. And by some amazing miracle, we have this host of people in our church who serve in, some of them lead, ministries to the broken places. I'm always amazed at how many of those people God has put here at Journey. Pam Parrish, Kristen Bandari with Connections Homes, Sherry Shera, Jim and Melinda Hollinsworth with Path United, uh, Angela Valenzuela with Chosen for Life, Lisa and David Hennessy with Christian Alliance for Orphans, Michael Giddens with Four Winds, our foster care families that are seated all across the room this morning, our foster care teams who are ministering to our foster care families, our work with DFACs to try to support to try to have influence in that world where things are not perfect. We don't claim they're perfect, but we're going to go to the broken places and we're going to bring Jesus to those places so that maybe we can be a part of the solution. So maybe we can step into really hard places with the light and love of a real God who wants to do real things in the real world. That's who we are. In some ways... That's who we've always been. This is not a change for us. This is just describing what we've always been and who we want to be more and more of. So, I invite you to refresh the page. Refresh the page of journey, of where you are, of where you're helping us move toward broken places, of where you're helping to be part of the family. And let's see what God will do in the new season. God, I pray that you would take our 
efforts, take our imperfect attempts, and you would use it for your glory and your kingdom. I pray that we won't try to hide behind masks or fake. I pray that we won't run away from real brokenness, but with our real faith and real God, we'll run towards broken places. That you will be glorified, that the kingdom would be expanded. I pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen.